Welcome to the Sheikcast on www.sheikray.com. This is episode 3 of series 2 of the Sheikcast. Here are extracts from Baudelaire's essay on the doctrine of dandyism from The Painter of Modern Life about the artist Constantin Guise. The translation is that of P. E. Charvet. The wealthy man, who, blasé though he may be, has no occupation in life, but to chase along the highway of happiness, the man nurtured in luxury and habituated from early youth to being obeyed by others, the man, finally, who has no profession other than elegance, is bound, at all times, to have a facial expression of a very special kind. These beings have no other status but that of cultivating the idea of beauty in their own persons, of satisfying their passions, of feeling and thinking. Thus they possess to their heart's content, and to a vast degree, both time and money, without which fantasy, reduced to the state of ephemeral reverie, can scarcely be translated into action. It's unfortunately very true that without leisure and money, love can be no more than an orgy of the common man, or the accomplishment of a conjugal duty. Instead of being a sudden impulse, full of ardour and reverie, it becomes a distastefully utilitarian affair. If I speak of love in the context of dandyism, the reason is that love is the natural occupation of men of leisure. But the dandy does not consider love as a special aim in life. If I've mentioned money, the reason is that money is indispensable to those who make an exclusive cult of their passions. But the dandy does not aspire to wealth as an object in itself. An open bank credit could suit him just as well. He leaves that squalid passion to vulgar mortals. Contrary to what a lot of thoughtless people seem to believe, dandyism isn't even excessive delight in clothes and material elegance. For the perfect dandy, these things are no more than the symbol of the aristocratic superiority of his mind. Thus, in his eyes, enamoured as he is above all distinction, perfection in dress consists in absolute simplicity, which is, indeed, the best way of being distinguished. What then can this passion be, which is crystallised into a doctrine, and has formed a number of outstanding devotees, this unwritten code that has moulded so proud a brotherhood? It is, above all, the burning desire to create a personal form of originality within the external limits of social conventions. It's a kind of cult of the ego which can still survive the pursuit of that form of happiness to be found in others, in women, for example, which can even survive what's called illusions. It's the pleasure of causing surprise in others and the proud satisfaction of never showing anyone self. Clearly, then, dandyism is, in certain respects, close to spirituality and to stoicism but a dandy can never be vulgar if you were to commit a crime you might perhaps be socially down but if the crime came out some trivial cause the disgrace would be irreparable let the reader not be shocked by this mixture of the grave and the gay let him rather reflect that there is a sort of grandeur in all follies a driving power in every sort of excess a strange form of spirituality indeed For those who are its high priests, 
and its victims at one and the same, all the complicated material conditions they subject themselves to, from the most flawless dress at any time of day or night to the most risky sporting feats, and no more than a series of gymnastic exercises, suitable to strengthen the will and school the soul. Indeed, I was not far wrong when I compared dandyism to a kind of religion. The most rigorous monastic rule, the inexorable commands of the old man of the mountain, who enjoined suicide on his intoxicated disciples, were not mere despotic or more slavishly obeyed than this doctrine of elegance and originality, which, like others, imposes upon its ambitious and humble sectaries, men as often as not full of spirit, passion, courage, control, energy, a terrible precept, perinde ac cadaver. Fastidious, unbelievables, bows, lions, or dandies, whichever label these men claim for themselves, one and all stem from the same origin, all share the same characteristic of opposition and revolt, all are representatives of what is best in human pride, of that need which is too rare in the modern generation to combat and destroy triviality. Dandyism is the last flicker of heroism in decadent ages. Dandyism is a setting sun. Like the declining star, it is magnificent, without heat, and full of melancholy. Finally, a few other words from Baudelaire on dandyism. The specific beauty of the dandy consists particularly in that cold exterior resulting from the unshakable determination to remain unmoved. One is reminded of a latent fire whose existence is merely suspected and which, if it wanted to, but it does not, could burst forth in all its brightness. The dandy should aspire to be sublime without interruption. He should live and sleep in front of a mirror.